Welcome back to Real Life Radio's Living Witnesses with Mary Graham. As we embark on this consecration, we are going to change the world. We're going to take the world by storm, or at least our communities, as we grow in faithfulness and holiness. And we do this through Our Lady. I would like to encourage everyone, if you haven't already done so, to invite members of your family, your community, to participate in this consecration with us. It's okay if it's a little bit late. Everything's on the podcast. They can listen and they can catch up and join us. Let's see how many people we can we can get to participate in this consecration that we're that we're working on right now. Yesterday, Father Gately said that St. Louis gives two special emphases in his teaching on Marian consecration, a renewal of our baptismal vows and a particular intimate gift of ourselves to Mary. We covered the first emphasis yesterday. Now let's look at the second. Begin by asking the question, why should we give ourselves to Mary? We should give ourselves to Mary in imitation of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. After all, didn't Jesus give himself to Mary from the moment of the Incarnation? Yes, he did. And aren't we called to imitate Christ? Yes, we are. But isn't Mary a creature? Yes, she is, but she's unique. Well, not only is Mary free from sin and totally conformed to God's will, but by God's will and good pleasure, as we learned in the introduction, Mary has a special role in our sanctification. Therefore, we should give ourselves to the Mother of God so that she can help form us into saints, into other Christs. We should give her our yes. But St. Louis takes all of this a little step further. His yes to Mary is particularly deep, a profound and intimate gift of himself to Mary. And, you know, I want to stop right there because I think as, as those of us who have lost a mother, we, in some ways, I think it's been easier for me to give a yes to Mary, my heavenly mother, um, since the death of my own mother. And I know there's many people out there who... You know, maybe they haven't had a good relationship with their mother. Maybe their mother's been absent or not present or even harmful to them in some way. And and that's hard, Julie. I mean, you know, when you've had those kind of crosses to bear throughout your life to really uh, understand that Mary's the one that will never disappoint us, never. So regardless of how our own mothers have been or not been, we can turn to Our Lady and give this profound gift uh, to her of our, our consecration. And St. Louis de Montfort's uh, words are that this devotion consists then in giving ourselves entirely to Our Lady in order to belong entirely to Jesus through her. And so we must give her our body with all its senses and its members, our soul with all its powers, our exterior goods of fortune, whether present or to come, our interior and spiritual goods which are our merits and our virtues, and our good works, past, present, and future. I'm looking at that fourth point, and it's so interesting, because by the aspect of our consecration to Mary, according to St. Louis, our gift of self to her goes even beyond what is required when people offer themselves to God through religious vows. Now that, that, let's just stop there, because I, you know, as a layperson, I, I never really contemplated that. And a a vow of a priest or a a woman who goes into religious life is tremendous. They give a lot of vows, but they don't necessarily give the vow of all 
the merits of their virtues, good works, past, present, and future. And, and St. Louis de Montfort really includes that because he knows how efficacious it is when we give our total yes. And for instance, the virtues are the vows of poverty or chastity and obedience, which a religious sister uh, gives to God, does not give God the right to dispose of all the graces of her good works, past and present. And we just bring up a better focus here, how radical this gift of oneself in Marian consecration really is. First, in regard to others, if we give Mary the right to dispose of the graces of our good works, then this means we cannot unconditionally apply such graces to whomever we choose. So, for example, if I make an offering to Mary, I can't insist that the graces from a sickness that I'm offering up go to that person I want them applied to. Second, in regard to ourselves, if we consecrate ourselves to Mary, then we, then when we die, we won't get to appear before God clothed with the merits of our prayers and good works. In fact, we'll have to appear before God with empty hands because we have given all our merits to Mary. Jolie, Mary, help me understand this, please. <laughs> well, this is some. This is you know maybe a whole new way of thinking for many of us, where we give everything to Mary and then appear before God empty-handed, and it is a radical, radical gift of ourselves. But I'll tell you what, as I have consecrated and, and gotten to know Our Lady better. This doesn't worry me anymore, as it did probably when I first mm-hmm. read it or, or heard about it, because I know that whatever I give to Mary, she presents it and perfects it in such a way and stands by me at that moment when I make it and I have nothing right. in front of me in her beauty with her gifts and as her child under her mantle, then I'm, under, uh, I'm with her and giving myself to God through her. I'm looking ahead to the consecration prayer. One of the things that we've done as a family, and, and you know, as you get older, it's hard to memorize things. I don't know if any of you guys have had that, but we've Details. actually, <laughs> yes, um, every morning as we get in the car, and it could be four or five of us in the car, that's how we start our day, and mm-hmm. we've memorized the consecration prayer, and, and there's many to memorize. There's many different ones about mm-hmm. consecrating your day to Mary, through or to Jesus through Mary. Tomorrow we'll see why this offering is not to be feared. We'll go over that in a little bit more depth. And, in fact, we'll also see why it's incredibly beautiful and completely worth it. Until then, let's reflect on the second part of St. Louis de Montfort's formula for Marian consecration, which speaks about this intimate gift of ourselves to Mary. In the presence of the heavenly court, I choose you this day for my mother and queen. I deliver and consecrate to you, as your slave, my body and soul, my goods, both interior and exterior, and even the value of all my good actions, past, present, and future, leaving to you the entire and full right of disposing of me and all that belongs to me, without exception, according to your good pleasure, for the greater glory of God in time and eternity." We'll unpack those words uh, of St. Louis de Montfort a little bit more tomorrow, but we'll conclude with the prayer for today that we hope each of us will take into our day and ponder and repeat and reflect upon as we go about our day. And today's prayer is, Come, Holy Spirit, living in Mary, help me to give myself entirely to Jesus through Mary. 
Amen. You're listening to Real Life Radio's Living Witnesses with Mary Graham. We are consecrating ourselves to Jesus Christ through the Immaculate Heart of Mary. I would really like to encourage you to get your copy of the materials that we're using. They are available at 33daystomorningglory.com. That's 33daystomorningglory.com. We are using Father Michael Gately's version of the consecration. He had made an attempt to do the Marian consecration that St. Louis de Montfort had established hundreds of years ago. Obviously, lifestyles were a little bit different back then than they are today. And he found that it was a bit of a prayer marathon. And many people do find that it that it becomes quite complex and difficult to fit into our busy schedules. He wrote a 33-day preparation that was geared towards our lifestyles, geared to the societies that we live in today. And that's what we're reviewing here. He wrote a fabulous book called 33 Days to Morning Glory, a do-it-yourself retreat. You can get that book along with the workbook. The workbook has four simple meditation questions. It's actually called The Retreat Companion, and it's written by Carol Younger. You can get that at the 33daystomorningglory.com website. And in addition to that, if you organize a small group at your church, at your parish, in your community, even maybe a web-based one, they have a DVD set that provides a weekly meeting. And this is a great opportunity to help keep you accountable. Make sure you stay on task and you stay focused on your consecration. So once again, get those materials at 33daystomorningglory.com. That's 33daystomorningglory.com. We're going to close out this segment of the show with Randy Albright singing Hail Holy Queen. Sweet virgin Mary. 
Welcome back to Real Life Radio's Living Witnesses with Mary Graham. We are on day four of our consecration to Our Lady. And it's time to get into the workbook. We're going to look at the questions that Father Gately has put together. And we're going to discuss those here with Mary Beth Finster and Julie Musselman. Question number one, we are asked, why should we give ourselves to Mary? What was your first and immediate answer? Was it because she's sinless, totally without sin? Or was it because she belongs totally to God? Her whole life is God because she's human like us and has compassion for her own. Which answer is most important to you in your relationship of Mary? Of course, we want to remember that there are no right or wrong answers. Everybody's everybody's answer is unique to itself. So where are you at? What's your answer? As you read each of the proposed answers, you know, Mary is mm-hmm. sinless, totally without sin. She does belong totally to God. Her whole life was God. She is human like us and has compassion on us, her children. So I think for me, why should I give myself to Mary? It's a piece of of each of those as I'm threading it together in my own life through prayer and, and learning more about Our Lady. But I think one of the things we touched on earlier when we were uh, discussing the readings, you know, I've lost my own mother. My earthly mother died seven years ago. And since that time, I have really clung to Mary in, in so many ways. It's partly, I think, out of necessity. So I had the best mother in the world. I would very easily say that. But when you lose someone like that that's had a huge impact on your life, was part of your day-to-day, there is a, is a great void. I have been so blessed to look up to Our Lady and to cling to her, and I, I even envision myself under her mantle. The mantle would be the great kind of cape-like uh, part of her dress that you see in art mm-hmm. so much that she can literally wrap around us. And I think that's that's helped me a great deal. I know many other people haven't ever had a good relationship with their mother, and so it might be hard to give yourself to a heavenly mother when your experience of an earthly mother is not been good. But when we ask ourselves, why should we give ourselves to Mary? There's a little piece of, of all of those answers. She was human like us. She's now in heaven interceding for us at the throne of grace for all eternity. She was sinless. Lord knows we sure aren't. I am no, not. No. But she comes along with us to, to put us on that path towards God and working through our sinful nature as where we're at. And isn't that what God did? He gave himself to her through her first. I mean, he came as a baby through her. And you know what is totally a very powerful visual for me is when I contemplate in John's gospel being at the foot of the cross myself. And when Jesus looks down um, at the beloved disciple and says, here's your mother. And and from then on, he took her into his home. And that's something when, when I walk into my house, I want people to know that Mary, Mary's outside. The statue's outside. When people walk into our house, there's crucifixes. I'm not embarrassed about that. I want our home to look that it has welcomed Mary. One of the reasons we give ourselves to Mary is an imitation of Jesus, who gave himself to her. When we consecrate ourselves to Jesus through Mary. When we give everything to her, we deepen our relationship with her, a relationship of a child to a mother, in order to make us safe, secure, forgiven, blessed, and graced by Jesus, her son. What might she decide for us? You know, I think that feels like a scary question. 
can Mary actually decide things for us? How do we understand that as we're learning more and more about Marian consecration? But I think the first point of that question is really pertinent and important. And a lot of people who don't understand the Catholic uh, gift of Mary, the, 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 mm-hmm. the role that Mary plays in the Catholic Church, will say something like, why don't you just go straight to Jesus? Or, you know, why do you have to bring Mary into everything? And, mm-hmm. and let's be clear, we do not worship Mary. Mary is not God. But in the foundation of the world, God decided to come to earth as a creature, And he didn't just appear on the scene one day a fully grown man, as he could have done with full power. He didn't come onto the earth, you know, even as a child or a teenager. He didn't just wave his hand and snap his fingers and declare, you know, salvation for us. He chose to come through a woman and a very particular woman that he created. And so the fact, for me, the fact that God came into the earth through a woman Mary, our mother, it really just says, Julie, you know, you can trust her. You can go to Mary in that same way, in imitation of Jesus, to get closer to him and to the Trinity. I think another point, too, on this one to consider is we may be adults and we may think we're mature as adults, but when it comes to our spiritual life, a lot of us are still maybe in infancy or adolescence, and we still need that mother as our guide, just as as young children need a mother to guide them. In this earthly world, we need that same spiritual guide in our spiritual life. And the last question of that, uh, or the last sentence, how might you pray, talk to her? That's something to really unpack because over the years, I've just watched how my prayer life has changed. And when I thought of analogies where, you know, when you want to get to know a friend or, or your spouse or whoever, you spend time and you talk. And what if I said to my husband, I'm only going to check in with you once a once a week. How about we talk or how about we see each other? You know, that, that just wouldn't work and our relationship wouldn't de- develop. But to actually think that she is concerned for me, that's hard to grasp. But more and more, I sh- you know, you, you through the beauty of the church and many of the devotions that we are given, um, while that is one route, but also just sitting down in your chair and just, you know, sometimes maybe with an icon or a beautiful piece of art that you can meditate on or look at. I've done that a lot. And, and I just converse with her. She knows how difficult being a mother is. Yeah, Absolutely. even though she only had one, right? And he was and perfect. He was perfect. <laughs> <laughs> and Joseph says, well, you know, when something went wrong, they all looked at me. I was, uh, I was always the one to blame. Right. <laughs> that's why but, you we know, blame our husbands. <laughs> that's it. But Mary Beth, you've got a great point here because we really all need to develop our life of prayer. If we're not currently in the habit of praying, how do we start that? Is it just a couple minutes a day? Is it just a little bit of quiet time? What's your best advice for someone who wants to just really start? Well, I have to use my world of training. As a physical therapist and someone that's trained people for for many years, I use that concept of the physical world, and I certainly wouldn't have someone that's going to have a goal of run a marathon start out with 26 miles. Mm-hmm. I, I, you really have to look at w- everything in your life. Where maybe it's your season to, or not depends on the, your time frame and your responsibilities. 
I think just starting with a little bit each day, wherever you're at, if you already, if you have no habit at all, start with a habit of just waking up in the morning and saying, good morning, Lord, I'm yours today. One sentence. And then as you go into a couple of minutes, maybe you get out. I would even like to suggest maybe writing that one sentence on your bathroom mirror. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> I actually have to emphasize that because one of the first times I did the consecration, I had so much difficulty remembering the prayer. And I think I mentioned that on a, another day. My husband and I were doing it together, and we literally wrote with dry or the dark marker on our mm-hmm. mirror. And yes. every day I would change it. And because I, how many times you brush your teeth, you go into mm-hmm. the bathroom. Um, mm-hmm. It's it's so true. Julie, this is a little bit off topic here, but I just want to ask this question because it really struck me when you made this statement. You said that your earthly mother was a fabulous, perfect mother. For those of us that are really struggling to be that perfect mom, what was it that she did or about her that struck you so strongly? I I think the biggest word that I think of back with my own mother and it's really even hard to say because I think I've failed it so much in my own life but she was always available she was she was present and when you talked to her she really listened Mm -hmm. and even though she wasn't going to all the activities I went to or going to school with me each day or anything like that when you were in her presence you were her focus. And it wasn't just me as her child. She was with that with, with everyone that she met with. And she found each individual person to be so completely interesting and, and looked at them, I think, with the eyes of a true mother, you know, for the, the goodness they had within them, even people that weren't so big with. And, and the word perfect, I mean, that's, that's kind of our culture teaches us the word perfect in a whole different uh, vocabulary. Mm-hmm. And I think we all have different definitions of perfect. And so often as we get older now, we're like, Oh, now I get why my mom did that. They certainly weren't perfect when I was a teenager. And I think when you start having children, that word perfect starts coming into vocabulary more that you recognize the sacrifices they made when you didn't really agree that they were so perfect. I have to say, Julie, you really struck a chord with me. And I know what's going to be top of my confession list next time I go in. <laughs> well, and I, I heard some really good I spiritual so bad. Well, I've I've heard some really good spiritual advice about that recently because I do have a lot of feelings like I have not been quote unquote successful as as a mother to my own children. And you know, a very wise friend said, Julie, you have a totally different gift and sets of skills and desires and abilities than anybody else in the whole world, different from your own mother, different from all your friends. Mm-hmm. Don't go comparing your insides with their outsides. And I, I really have clung to that a lot because we can really beat ourselves up with, oh, I didn't do this or I didn't do that or I didn't mm-hmm. go there. And, and it's really no good. You know, each day we have to pick it up again, resolve to be the best mother we can be and, and ask Our Lady to accompany us, be our model and guide. And I think I've said sorry to my children more 
as I've grown in my spiritual life, because before we think we have all the answers, but just mm-hmm. being able to, uh, you know, Beautiful. say, I-, I did that wrong. I didn't do the way I want to be, or I didn't say the words I want to say. And, and that's such a, yeah. So don't, I agree. Don't beat yourself up. That's the number one thing every priest tells me. Don't beat yourself up. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's true, but we can still repent and try to do better next time. We'll continue with the rest of our discussion questions right after this break on Real Life Radio's Living Witnesses. Welcome back to Real Life Radio's Living Witnesses with Mary Graham. We are on day four of our Marian consecration. Two questions left that we need to review for our retreat companion as we make this 33-day journey, this 33-day retreat with Father Michael Gately's 33 Days to Morning Glory. So the next question is, the retreat mentions four intimate aspects of our lives that we give to Mary. First, our body. Second, our soul. Third, our exterior goods, present and future. Fourth, our interior and spiritual goods, past, present, and future. That's quite a gift. (laughs) In fact, it's the same kind of gift that Mary gave to God when she said, let it be done unto me according to thy word, gave her fiat. We can truly say that Mary consecrated herself in a particularly intimate way to God alone. Reflect on this idea that our total consecration to Jesus through Mary is in some sense an imitation of her consecration to God. And let's talk about some of those thoughts. You know, Mary, the first thing that I want to just talk about is what does the word consecration really mean? And as I was just reading that statement or question about what all we are going to consecrate and give to Mary, I really feel like the word consecration means to set apart, to be holy, to to give in a particular way of ourselves in order to grow in holiness and to become a saint. And I didn't know if there was another, you know, meaning that you guys came up with as far as what does consecration mean or, or how you can totally give all of that to Jesus through Mary in the way that Mary did. I looked it up in Webster's Dictionary, and it says dedicated to a sacred purpose. That really puts it into perspective, though, knowing the definition like that. It makes it easier to comprehend what we're doing here. The scriptures tell us that we are to pray without ceasing. And the way we do that is we turn our life into a prayer. We turn everything about our life into a prayer. So it makes sense that the way you do that is through consecration. You consecrate your life to Christ. I got to be honest, you know, there's still times and elements where I wonder, how can I give everything? How can I remember to give everything? And after doing the consecration once, I can tell you I've slipped pretty far away right now. This reconsecration is good for me. It's a refresher that I really needed. So grateful for this opportunity. Mary Beth, what do you see in this? This question really brings to mind just that word fiat. I have often gone back and just like Googled some of the beautiful art of the Annunciation and and just sit with it and and watch that. And and that word sometimes comes into my language when I'm aware that I'm saying yes to something that I know maybe I don't really want to say yes to, Mm -hmm. but I know that God's tugging my heart. I'm like, I gave my fiat, and and I'll say that. And this is not how I used to be, I can tell you that. I love the words of the uh, prayer that Mary says when she says uh, fiat voluntas tua in the Latin. You know, I, I give myself entirely to you and let it be done unto me according to your word. I think we can do well to really ponder what does that mean 
for me in my life today with my family situation, with my kids, with my job, with the different things that I have been entrusted with and given, how do I say, really, God, all of this has come from you, and I give it back to you through Mary, who can mold me, be an example to me, guide me. We need to keep moving, Julie. What's our final question of the day? Mary, the next question we have, question number four in the Retreat Companion, says, though our The next question says, though after our consecration, we cannot insist that the graces given to us in offering our suffering and prayer be given to the person that you want them applied to, what might you say to Mary as you give her all the merits of your life and works? So let's pull that apart a little bit. Uh, Father Gately has written that when we consecrate, we're giving everything we have to Mary. And many of us maybe are of the habit of saying, well, I'm going to pray for so-and-so today, or Mm -hmm. I'm having a really difficult day. I'm going to offer up maybe this illness for a friend of mine who's having a hard time. That idea of of offering up to God to use our sufferings for His glory. And, you know, some of us might be saying, well, if I give all those to Mary, then I don't get to decide who gets them, right? Right. There's a, there's a freedom that's implied of, of how we're going to give that away. And as I've kind of wrestled with this, and it, it does take some wrestling. If you're feeling like, wow, I don't really think I totally understand that, you are in good company. And I encourage you to just listen to yourself. Julie, I think you hit a nail on the head there. You're absolutely right. That is something that I believe is the hardest thing for everyone that I've gone through the consecration with, and I'm sure you can probably justify, testify to the same thing. This teaching is, is hard. It's, it's very hard. It's hard to comprehend, and it's, it's hard to really embrace. Can you help make it a little more clearer for us? I think the big thing here is to keep in mind that when we give something to Mary, she knows more perfectly from her place in heaven who are the neediest of all the children. And so when she has a a needy child, she's going to give that child the graces that they need. And if we can participate in that by offering up our things to her, uh, she'll know best what to do with each thing. Father Gately has a, a footnote at the end of that question. It's on page 184. It's number 17. And he says, this practice does not hinder us from praying for others. So that answers your question, Mary, whether dead or living. Uh, he wants us to do that. Although the application of our good work depends on the will of our Blessed Mother, on the contrary, it is this very thing which will lead us to pray with more confidence, just as a rich person who has given all his wealth to his prince in order to honor him the more, would beg the prince all the more confidently to give an alms to one of his friends who should ask for it. It would be a source of pleasure to the prince to be given an occasion of proving his gratitude toward a person who has stripped himself to clothe him and impoverished himself to honor him. We must say this same of our blessed Lord and our lady. They will never let themselves be outdone in gratitude. You know, one of our pastors at our our parish here has always said, God can never be outdone in generosity. And I think that's the heart of what we're saying here, is that when we give everything to Jesus through Mary, we don't lose. It's not like we give away and now we don't have. In the divine economy, when we give away to our Lord and our Lady, 
everything is then ours because we're closely united with them. And I think that's just a really beautiful way to kind of consider it as we're thinking through all these different aspects of consecration and praying through them is just to really meditate on the fact that when we give all, we don't lose all. We have all. We are, we are one in Christ. And I'm going to admit, I looked a little ahead to yesterday or tomorrow, <laughs> uh, and I, I love how he explains it. Um, and and that's, it's really, really goes more into it tomorrow. So if you're wrestling with all of these questions of should we really give Mary everything, join us again tomorrow, and we're going to explore all of these a little bit in more depth. Let's close with our prayer for today, day four, together. Come, Holy Holy Spirit, living in Mary, help me to give myself entirely to Jesus through Mary. Amen. Still to come on Living Witnesses, we are going to review some of the spirituality and prayers of St. Louis de Montfort. But first, we need to wrap up our consecration day for today with our weekly prayer. And our weekly prayer is the Angelus. So please join us. The angel of the Lord declared unto Mary. And she was conceived by the Holy Spirit. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Behold the handmaid of the Lord. Be it done unto me according to thy word. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. And the Word was made flesh. And dwelt among us. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Pray for us, O Holy Mother of God that we may be made worthy of the promises of Christ. Let us pray. Pour forth, we beseech thee, O Lord, thy grace into our hearts, that we, to whom the incarnation of Christ, thy Son, was made known by the message of an angel, may by his passion and cross be brought to the glory of his resurrection. Through the same Christ, our Lord. Amen. We're going to wrap up this quarter hour by singing the Hail Mary with Mary and Grace on Real Life Radio's Living Witnesses. See
taking a look at St. Louis's spirituality for day four. His readings come from The Imitation of Christ by Thomas A. Kempis. It's book number three, chapters seven and 40. If you would like to find all of these readings and prayers, they are online at fisheaters.com. Keep in mind that with our meditation questions, they're not right or wrong answers. It's whatever is right in your heart is the correct answer. Our first question from the Retreat Companion for 33 Days to Morning Glory is, why should we give ourselves totally to Mary? What was your immediate answer to this? Was it because she was sinless, totally without sin, because she belongs only to God? Her whole life is, is God? Or was it because she's human like us and has compassion for her own? Question number two, are you anxious about letting her make decisions in certain areas of your life? How might you pray or talk to her about those decisions? Thank you. 
Question three on day four of our retreat. Reflect on the idea that our total consecration to Jesus through Mary is in some sense an imitation of her consecration to God. And then record your thoughts in the retreat companion. And question number four, let's ponder. What might you say to Mary as you give her all the merits of your life and works? What freedom is implied in letting her have all the value of your good actions? Keep in mind, even though we're consecrating ourselves to Mary, we can and should still pray for our loved ones. Mary really does take care of them, even better than we can. Remember, she's not outdone in generosity. There's also a little note in here in the Retreat Companion to reference back to page 184 of 33 Days to Morning Glory, a do-it-yourself retreat by Father Michael Gately. On end note number 17, so if you have your book and you have a few minutes, why don't you go back to page 184 and review end note number 17.
St. Louis de Montfort then follows up with the Magnificat. If you're not familiar with this prayer, this is a prayer that Mary prayed in the scriptures. My soul proclaims the greatness of the Lord. My spirit rejoices in God, my Savior, for he has looked with favor on his lowly servant. From this day, all generations will call me blessed. The Almighty has done great things for me, and holy is his name. He has mercy on those who fear him in every generation. He has shown the strength of his arm. He has scattered the proud in their conceit. He has cast down the mighty from their thrones and has lifted up the lowly. He has filled the hungry with good things and the rich he has sent away empty. He has come to the help of his servant Israel, for he remembered his promise of mercy, the promise he made to our fathers, to Abraham and his children forever. Amen. That's based on Luke 1 verses 46 through 45. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. And that is going to wrap up day four of our 33-day preparation for Marian consecration. Real quick note here, I want to remind you that Real Life Radio is a listener-supported radio station. We would love to have you join our family with our Care to Share program. Visit our website, realliferadio.com. That's realliferadio.com to learn more. And to get a copy of your retreat materials, you can visit 33daystomorningglory.com. I'm Mary Graham for Real Life Radio's Living Witnesses. Hey.